giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Oh, yeah, Cowboys Nation. Y'all want to know how I'm feeling? This is how I'm feeling. Welcome to ADC Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. Freeman Mazda Hyundai and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. If you loving this J-Rod curse signing, give me a hell yeah. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready today. Listen. And I'm going to let this ride, too. But best believe. Okay? This is without a shadow of a doubt. The best Cowboys offseason move since AT&T's final game in January. No doubt about it. Okay? And why Rattlesnake? Because I think J. Ron Curse is the Rattlesnake of the Cowboys. He don't give a damn about your feelings. He comes, he raises hell, and he leaves. He runs, he hits, he talks shit. Yeah, I'm feeling it today. Uh-huh, I'm feeling it today. Yes, yes. He is the Rattlesnake of this defense. Okay? He is the leader. He is the anti-hero. I'm ready. Y'all ready? I had to bring it in, man. I had to bring it in like that because I am excited, Cowboys Nation. That's right, as you guys know. J-Ron Curse re-signs with the Dallas Cowboys, and the contract is amazing. And we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into all of that. But the energy, y'all feel that? I feel that because I think that J-Ron Curse, I said it yesterday, was the piece of the puzzle that you could not afford to have not return to this defense, at least at the top end of the defense, because of his importance, okay, and he's here, and we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about the contract, we're going to talk about why I think this was the, the best thing for the Cowboys, um, what makes it the best thing for the Cowboys later, and I've said this a number of times here on this channel of why, but I'll reiterate that later, right, and then I'm going to give you guys two veterans that I think will elevate this defense now that you have J. Ron Curse back. And I think they need to do it. I think they need to go all in on this thing. Okay? All right? With that said, let me get some shout-outs, man. I hope y'all feeling that energy like I'm feeling that energy. I came in with some dinner. <laughs> we got Steven. Hold up, hold up. We got Ian Cardis. We got Trip Aces below the heavens. What's up? Matt Goddix. Phil. Two Trill. Big PP James. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait Pause. Wait a minute. Come on, James. You can't have no YouTube name like that, fam. Frankly, Frank, what's up? Wayne, Tom Downey, Burner Account, Jeremy Miller, Professor O, Moat Mosley, uh, Ignacio Al, Jeremy Miller, Eric Stinson, shout out 717, Boss Barnes, A. Lou, Phil 2 <laughs> You crazy. Captain America, Sin City Cowboy, Alpha Mason, what's going on? Jermaine Underwood and Joseph Timms over here. 
on YouTube. On Facebook, Cedric Betts. What's up, Cedric Betts? Tariq in the building. Who else we got here? D.A. Lee, Tim Garcia. How you doing, Chuck P? Uh, D.A. Oh, we got D.A. Tide. Hill, Devin D., and Tim Garcia. And Joseph J. Hall. Yeah, I'm feeling it today, as y'all can see. Got the Austin 316. You know, this actually was inspired by uh kevin owens yesterday kevin owens is going to wrestlemania he's probably going to be fighting stone cold steve austin in some sort of way i actually beat her so i cannot wait and i said you know what i'm gonna rock this austin 316 this morning all right i'm feeling good i'm feeling real good about this signing so i'm gonna rock this austin 316 and bring it in with some energy all right well, let's get into this roundup because there is some news that is not dallas cowboys news but kind of relates uh around the league and then we got a little bit of a dak prescott update so Let's head on over to the roundup. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness grows. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are accomplished with one workout or not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com for more information on how to sign up and all their deals that they have rolling throughout the year. One more time. If you're excited for this signing. Hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. All right. So yesterday, the Zadarius Smith thing came up. I said I wasn't feeling it. I didn't think this was real. Uh, And now he's visiting the Minnesota Vikings. And it does not mean he's going to sign. But if you look at his Twitter, sounds like something's moving here. Now, I could be wrong. He could have signed already. You know, y'all let me know. When I start this show, I don't pay attention to Twitter anymore. But it's looking like Zadarius Smith will be a Minnesota Viking. Maybe. I'm not going to say he is, but it's feeling that way. So there goes that guy, which, again, I didn't think they would add more money to that position anyway. I feel like it would have been an overload where they should start turning their attention to defensive tackle, linebacker, and safety, and they just got their safety. Matt Ryan, more NFC news. That kind of affects the Cowboys, I guess. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick, 2022 third-round pick. I kind of got a laugh at the Washington football people. They traded, what, two twos, two threes, something of the sort, to get Carson Wentz when they could have just traded a third and got Matt Ryan. Kind of funny, man. They don't know what they want to do there. They also missed out on Deshaun Watson, potentially trading a bunch of picks to get Deshaun Watson if they would have just waited a few more days. (laughs) So I'm laughing at our NFC East rivals there. But Matt Ryan out of the NFC East, or NFC going to the AFC, where everyone just seems to be flowing over there this offseason. Kind of crazy. But for the Falcons, it's going to cost them $40 million. Dead cap space. Ooh, it's the largest dead cap hit in NFL history by, I believe, $7 million from what I read. 
So this looks like full-on tank mode for the Falcons. And they did sign uh, Marcus Mariota to be their sheep, I guess, for this year until they draft a guy likely next year. Or they could draft a guy this year, who knows, but probably next year because the quarterback class this year isn't all that great. But I like the fit for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. This is the sixth consecutive quarterback they've had, they would have had, different quarterback, uh, in the last six years. That's not ideal, but they find themselves being competitive with these quarterbacks. It's very similar to where they picked up Phillip Rivers. And I believe they went to the playoffs with Rivers. So I like their defense. They got a great running game. Now maybe they can sneak a Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, somebody come help out Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver. And the Colts, I think, could be you know a team that's going to be a tough out. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but a team that'll be a tough out. Then we have a Dak Prescott update. Uh, Dak was at a an event yesterday at Walk-Ons. I believe people were donating to his Faith Fight Finish charity. And he answered some questions from some of the reporters that went down there, one being John Machota. And uh, they asked him about his shoulder injury, and it seems as, as though his shoulder is fine. He says, uh, Dak Prescott said his left shoulder is doing better after the offseason surgery. He's throwing a couple times per week. He expects to have a normal offseason. Um, when it went down, it was his, mind you, it was his off. It wasn't his throwing shoulder. It was his opposite shoulder. Uh, so that was kind of a relief because if it was his throwing shoulder, you feel a little like, okay, what's going on here? But it wasn't. And he says it's back to normal. It was just a cleanup surgery, and he's, he's back to throwing. It's still worth monitoring because last offseason, uh, he threw too much apparently and kind of got his shoulder a little funny and, and we know how that whole thing went. So here's to hoping we have a clean, healthy off season for Dak Prescott going into the season. Uh, I think he's going to need to be able to practice in training camp, practice mini camp, get familiar with the new guys. Cause you got James Washington. You're probably going to get a, a new wide receiver in the draft. Your young guys like Simi Fialco, and you just want to reestablish that connection with your with your veterans. So I'm hoping and praying for a healthy offseason for Dak Prescott. And that is your morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. You can call into the show too if you want. 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787 to talk about this signing. That's what today is going to be about. There's different parts of this signing that we'll get to, but... I, I cannot explain enough or express enough how important I thought it was to get J. Ron Curse back. <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, Kevin says, so if Smith is in, is Hunter out? I believe so. I believe I believe Daniel Hunter is out. Again, I, I just don't think they're going to add more money, that kind of money, to that position because they signed Dorrance Armstrong to that $13 million contract. And they signed Dante Fowler, which doesn't stop you from adding it, right? But I feel like that's enough of what the Cowboys do. And I don't think they they should. Like, I don't think they should add another defensive end of, of the high variety, unless it was going to be like a Chandler Jones, but you wouldn't have got a Dante Fowler. I digress. I think they need to focus on other positions, right? And later on, I have two guys that I've talked about already, but, but now that you got Curse back here, I think the two guys can elevate this defense and take it to the next level. And, and that's what I'm about. I'm about trying to get better. 
right? Like, don't get me wrong. So give me cash as maybe JPP. JPP on a, what, vet minimum-ish deal, right? Like four, four million or, or so can get cut if you don't work out, sure. Uh, but I, again, I would take that money and, and put it on the in the pie to go get a different player is what I'm saying. I feel like they like their guy, Golston, right? They got, they re-signed Dorrance and they brought in uh, Dante Fowler, who again, I said I liked that signing yesterday. I think I think Coach Quinn can get something out of Dante Fowler to help you. So I think we should we should be focusing on other positions. On other positions. But before before I get to the phone lines, because I do have a call here. If you guys recall, I had Barry Church on a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. And we talked specifically about J. Ron Curse. I'm gonna go ahead and play this clip so you can hear. A, a former Cowboy, a productive safety in this league, kind of explain why he was so good with Dallas and why he was so important with Dallas and why I've been beating the drum for him. And again, I'm not saying to pay him a whole, the whole bunch of money, and they didn't. They got a really damn good deal. So kudos and shout out to our guy. Boy. He won this one. He won this one. So listen to Barry Church on J. Ron Curse earlier. A guy like J. Ron Curse, a yes. safety who we got. I think he was in his sixth year when we got him. Mm-hmm. And before that, he was really kind of a, a special teams guy. You know, in Minnesota, in Detroit, he was one of those core special teams guys. He may see the field every now and then on third down situations. It's kind of like a dime linebacker. But there was no, you know, inkling that this guy would be something special. So we got him on a low on a low deal to come to Dallas primarily, I think, for special teams. But he was able to show the type of leadership and his playing ability um, during training camp, and he, he caught the eye of a Dan Quinn. And Dan Quinn put that guy, talking about J. Ron Curse, mm. in one of the best positions that he could and really maximized his potential out there. I mean, the guy was locking up tight ends. He was playing great along the line of scrimmage. In the deep part of the field, he isn't as good, but he's, he's definitely he's definitely able to go back there and do things. He's not you know just a terrible in-the-box type state, right. kind of like how right. I was. But this guy can, can kind of have the best of both worlds, and Dan Quinn was able to get the most out of him. But I, I think that J. Ron Curse was one of the top two most important players on that defense, period. And, you know, he was given that task to wear the green dot and be the quarterback of the defense, and, and he kind of turned into that leader. But how common is it for a safety to get that responsibility, to be the green dot guy, or one step further, a brand-new guy who's never played with that coordinator? How common is that? That is rare. It's extremely rare. And I don't care if you're, a, you know, Tyron Matthew, Earl Thomas, safeties rarely get to wear the green dot. It is back in my playing career. I don't know if I've ever been across a safety that was able to wear a green dot mm. because at that linebacker position, which the guys that are usually wearing the green dot and giving all the calls, basically the quarterback of the defense, you get to recall everything to both sides, either back end or the D line if you're that linebacker. But being a safety and having to be able to communicate all the way down to the D-line and recall everything to everybody, it's extremely hard. And it just goes to show you how much faith and trust that Dan Quinn had in the J. Ron Curse to be able to give him that responsibility, to be able to say, okay, when the, when the ball is hiked or when the ball or you guys are in the huddle, we want you to be able to give the, the call to everybody on the field, whether it's D-line, linebackers, corners, all that. And he did a hell of a job yeah. at that. Yes, he did. He did one hell of a job at that. In fact, uh, such a great job. I thought it was a high priority to bring him back. Um, so now the question becomes, what would you grade the J-Ron Curse deal? And here goes you know, Curse cashing in. But as you guys give me 
your grades, let me tell you about this week's ride of the week, which is from Freeman Hyundai, not Freeman Mazda, Freeman Hyundai, the 2022 Hyundai Kona. Subcompact SUVs are hot these days, combining the features of their larger counterparts with city-friendly dimensions and wallet-friendly price tags. And a few manufacturers have embraced the ever-growing category with as many choices as Hyundai. The 2022 Hyundai Kona is available in four trim levels, ranging from well-equipped base SC trim to the loaded limited, along with the sporty N-line version. And this is a great vehicle on gas mileage to give you 30 City 35 Highway, backup camera, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, which I think should be standard in all vehicles. And again, it has a very affordable price. Check out, for more information, check out freemanhyundai.com or visit Freeman Hyundai in Irving, Texas. So, the deal was a two-year, $10 million deal, can go up to $11 million with incentives, which makes it a five to five and a half million dollars per year that is fantastic a plus all the way around i i i don't know how it can be any type of negative rate grade here this doesn't hurt you at all you can continue to do whatever you want to do um in the draft not the draft in free agency without this contract hurting you uh let's see what you guys got here a B plus, A, A plus, A. I mean, tons of A's here. Everyone is pretty much on board with this one. A plus plus, A plus, move the meter to full tank. Yeah, if if J-Ron, if we included J-Ron Curse as a meter mover, this one moves the meter for me. This one moves the meter for me, and I'll explain why. Um, my bad, y'all. I'll explain why here in a few minutes. But let's hit the phone lines. Let's get to 804 in the building. What's up, 804? Yo, what's up, Scott? It's, it's Phil from the 804. What's going yeah. on with you? How you feeling? I'm good. How you feeling? Man, listen, bro. This 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 makes me feel great for a number of different reasons, but I'm glad they got J-Ron back on at least a two-year deal. Hey, Scott, I'm already knowing. I was listening yesterday. I think you were saying it was like seven or eight million you was thinking he was going to make. Yeah, and I would have. When, I, when well, I heard you say that, I, I would have kind of like yeah, I would have been fine paying him uh, the Marcus May contract, which would have, which was uh, seven and a half million dollars per year. I would have been fine with that. And I, I felt you on that, but see, I, I didn't think Stephen Jones was gonna go for that. That's that, why I was yeah. kind of like, if that's what they was gonna do, I didn't think he was gonna give me sign. But then when I saw five million, I was like, okay, that's 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 all right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, is, it at least gotta be an A, a B plus signing because it's like he was a he was a leader of the defense. He made plays. He could guard a tight end. He could he could blitz. He could he pretty much could do pretty much everything for real. No, oh, you're right. He, but, he um go ahead. No, nah, I was just gonna say like another sign, and I feel like a lot of people not talking about is Malik Hooker. I feel like now that I don't think they're gonna resign KZ, so I feel like he's gonna get a lot more playing time than he did. Indeed. So, I really liked him coming out of Ohio State for real, for real. So yeah, I, I think another year I think be straight. I thought last year when, when we were debating Malik Hooker or DeMonte KZ, and we ended up getting both, I was all in on Malik Hooker. You know, I'm like, if we had to pick between the two, I'll take my chances with Hooker and his injuries because his talent. Um, now, they signed both, obviously, and they both were productive for the Cowboys, but uh, I think you got a chance to see Hooker kind of stay healthy and make some plays, right. and now you give him the opportunity to be the guy opposite of J-Ron, and, and, and I'm going to show you guys the current safety room, and I absolutely love that that tandem. Yeah, I do too. I think 
I think we're good at safety for real. I think we're good at safety. I think we just need we just need another pass rusher for real. I mean, we. I think Micah. Micah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we for sure, we do need a deep tackle. But I think, I think we do got some young defensive tackles. I think could step up in year three, Gallimore and um, I think Osa. He'll be better next year too. But I, I, I feel you know we need a we need a big guy. Like, I would, I would fuck with Jordan Davis, but I feel like it's yes, we could, we could do something. <laughs> like we, we, I like Jordan Davis, but I feel like it's, I'm good with an O line. I for real, I want an O line. Well, I just think it may, we, we might not be able to get get the one you want in the first round, but how I look at right. guard, because I'm pretty sure you're talking about guard, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care if it's first or second. I just think we right. need to get right. an old lineman first or second round. I yeah. think once you get to the third round, you're not really going to find one. Yeah. I I still think you can get a, guy, a guard in the third that can probably come in here and compete with McGovern. At least I hope so. Um but yeah, I, I think the beauty of guard is it's it's one of those plug and play type of positions. Right, right. Other than that, yeah, I think we. I don't really see them making any other moves. I mean, we got money, but I just don't see them really doing nothing too crazy because you know Stephen Jones, you can't really. I know, but I'm gonna try to talk life into that one percent of it possibly happening here in a few minutes. He, he is doing <laughs> some some good things as far as like making cap room, but it's like. When you looking at it and it's like he's not doing nothing with the money, it's like what's the point of making room if you're not if you're not doing nothing? Well, their their model, their philosophy is create the cap room to use on your own guys. Uh, so if it's not going to be on high level free agents this year, it'll be spent next year on on re-signing guys or extending guys, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But now that's that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, I'm man, gonna pre- start trying to call it a little more. Yeah, man. I don't really have you having much. When when stuff like this happens, I'm a, I'm gonna call it more. Hey, you're welcome as always, fam. Right. Appreciate right. you, stay, bro. you too. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at that safety room if I have it pulled up here. Yeah. So this, I mean, this is just such a this is just such a good deal. So many different ways, financially, continuity. Uh, you keep the talent back there. You don't pigeonhole yourself uh, when it comes to doesn't matter in the draft. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I think. Being able to keep J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker on the back end another year under Dan Quinn, it's it's just it goes beyond the statistics. And a, a lot of national media really they don't understand the importance of J. Ron Curse. Now Ryan Clark did. If you guys remember, Ryan Clark came out uh, when the Cowboys beat the Vikings and said, "Hey, the the most important thing that happened in this game." Had nothing to do with young Micah in regards to the play. It had to do with J. Ron Curse wearing a green dot. Um, and I just think having these two guys back there last year, right? We talked about the safety room being the deepest in a long time. You know, you added KZ there. And I think it was it was very deep. It had a lot of depth. And those guys kind of rotated aside from J. Ron Curse. Now, I don't know that you necessarily need to rotate Malik Hooker a ton with another free safety. But Donovan Wilson, if Donovan Wilson is your third guy playing that Jeff Heath role, whoo, that's a that is a hell of a a missile to have as a Jeff Heath type of role. Now, I'm not saying he's Jeff Heath. He's better. I'm saying when the Cowboys safety rotation was at its best, they had that third guy that could come in. I'm not counting on Dono, though, because of obviously the injury concerns. But as when it comes to the starters, 
J-Ron Malik, a healthy Malik. I love this one. How y'all feeling about J-Ron Curse and Malik Hooker as your starting safeties going into 2022? I, we could stand possibly to add another player uh, via the draft or free agency, a vet possibly. But I, I just, I don't want to, I want to create competition, but I also want J-Ron and Malik to know going in, y'all are my guys. So go out there and act like it. Yeah, Tyler Coyle, I believe, is either A, on the practice squad. Uh, I don't think he's on the roster. I think he's practice squad, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not, you know, again, guys, when it comes to, like, undrafted guys like that, that would just be kind of a shot in the dark or lightning in a bottle. Uh, if it happens, awesome. But I don't think he's cracking the top three at all. He's going to have to battle with McQuamu or battle with the another free agent safety they bring in or battle with the drafted guy they bring in. So how y'all feeling about this? Uh, let's see. Tom says, this is the best I felt about the safety room in over a decade. Yeah. Brandon feels pretty good about it. Primetime says, I love it. Add a rookie to learn from them. I uh, love it. St <laughs> Steven, Steven kicking butt. <laughs> Boy, I really, I'm curious about you, Steven. I again, I would love for you to call in. I, I have questions that can't be answered via text. I truly wonder if you're related to Steven Jones. Uh, I'm good at safety now. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Game says they're slow. I had this conversation with Matt Bowen. I really didn't have a conversation. It was just a, a thought that I've been saying for a while. Your safeties don't need to be blazing. If your safeties are four, three guys, four, four guys, that's an added bonus. You want your safeties to be smart because often you're going to, if you're a safety, you're going to read the quarterback. You're going to read the play. And your anticipation is much more important than your speed. Now, I'm not saying run a 4-7 or a 4. I'm, I think, actually, Curse might have ran a 4-7. But I'm not saying, you know, we run a 5-0 or 4-9 or something like that. But what I'm saying is, if you are smart, you can be where the ball is going to be no matter what. No matter if you are a slower safety. And I think this IQ is so much more important than speed. So many safeties run 4-2s. I'm sorry. 4-3 or 4-4, four, four, and it's like, okay. And you're just running fast to the wrong place. So I just believe in IQ at the safety position uh, more than I do uh, speed. The angles matter, right? Can you tackle? We know J-Ron is one of, if not the best tackling safety in the league. Dude has missed three tackles last year, and he was pissed about that. So it's just a little bit more than safety uh, Brian Peters, perfect example. Ed Reed was a 4-5 guy. Perfect example. Uh, somebody said, how fast was Woody? Woody was actually fast. Let's get to 206. What's up, 206? What up, man? How you been doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I've been doing good, buddy. Listen to your show. You're doing good. I love it. Thank you, man. How you uh, how you feeling about this signing? Uh, that signing was really good. Uh, now you got to kill a safety because he could cover and he could cover the tight end. Now you just need a peanut butter sandwich. Put a Wagner in there, get that D tackle, like you said, and then get – they're going to sign one of them uh, DNs. They're going to be – that'll be a killer defense. Yeah. That's that's that? 
that I mean, I don't see him really doing it, but I'm going to still, like I said, breathe life into it because at the end of the day, I'm a fan, right? And and I'm going to talk about the things I want to see, uh, even though maybe that may not happen. But that off chance that it does happen, we will party. Trust and believe me. No, something's brewing though. You got you got to make that that uh, feel good, like your boy said. That feel good to make the fans shut up. <laughs> He's going to uh, do it. Uh, big game's up about the, feel, the uh, shut up signing? Yeah. He's going to do the shut up signing probably in a day or two. Might even be his day. If that dude leave Minnesota, that means he's going to the Cowboys. Smith, watch what I tell you. If Minnesota don't sign him today, I might be the, the only Cowboys. one that, that doesn't really. Listen, if he's on the team, of course, he's uh, okay. But I might be the only one that's really not trying to sign him. I'd rather sign uh, other players, but it seems like I'm on the island Ooh. with that one. Zadarius Who Smith. Like? I, I, I'm Who not. Like? Oh, man, so many others. I, I mean, Bobby Wagner's, you know, Akeem Hicks's, the Calais Campbell's of the world, positions you really need. I do. I want Calais Campbell. Now, I'm thinking you might be right. Calais Campbell, and then you sign Wagner, that'll do it too. That'll do it. Just stick around. Nah, you got that. Yeah. Now, the offensive line, I think it's going to be on. I think between the three, what the four, who I'm thinking, it's going to be the a tackle, number seventy-seven. That that guy's good. I, I watched your tape. That uh, in the draft, I think you were at Boston College. Oh, Zion Johnson. Yeah, him, or it's going to be one of them D tackles for Georgia, or the linebacker or a receiver. It's going to be one of them five. <laughs> Mars said it's going to be one of these <laughs> 17 positions. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're going to do good in that draft. I'm not worried about that. But uh, I think they might, you might get your wish. I think the next sign is going to be – it's going to be two signers. I, I mean, he's going he to he he knock out block out. I'm telling you. It's going to be Wagner, and I still think it's going to be one of them DNs. Either one is good with me. But did you see his tape? That dude, man, that dude is a beast from from Green Bay. I've seen him work. I mean, just think if you, oh, I was telling my friend, you put the Darius in the inside with with uh, with ninety, and then eleven on the outside with your other boy who yeah. you just signed from Atlanta. Man, you know how much pressure that is. <laughs> Again, I, I I hear everyone's excitement about Zadarius Smith. I do, I, I get it. Like when he's healthy. Dude was sack machine, right? Um, backs worry me, so that's number one. And then I, I just think the Cowboys put enough resources. I'm not saying that 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 uh, Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong are over-the-top resources, but I think enough resources at that spot that if they put more resources at other positions, it'll help out the Armstrongs and the Dante Fowlers of the world. Um so, again, I'm not against it. I just think it'd be wiser to go elsewhere. Yeah. Clowny, Clowny, if you could, because you can get them cheap, like you said. Clowny, your boy Clay. Uh, Clowny, and Wagner. Too. listen, I that like is, Clowny, but again, you're, you're getting redundant in a sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I just use that money and go to positions that you need right now. That's all I'm saying. 
But we need that detail. I want him. I want to play bad. That's what yeah. I want. Hey, Mark, appreciate the call as always, good brother. Let me go ahead and get back to the content, right, bro. Man. Thank you, man. All right, be safe. You too. Uh, somebody just said something I was about to say me too yeah I, I would love them as well and we definitely need a left guard but here's what I think is the best part of this signing Cowboys Nation the Cowboys aren't pressured which they hardly ever are but to rely on the draft to replace J. Ron Curse because I don't believe they're good at it. I talk about it a lot on this show. I always usually say, or I always say, you know, they haven't drafted a safety higher than the third round since blah, 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 blah. But I'll go to the fourth just for you guys, just to, just to show you. Maybe sometimes you have to see things as opposed to hearing it to understand just how bad or good something is. So since 2002, the year they drafted Roy Williams, the Cowboys have only drafted four safeties in the fourth round or higher. And, and that four is comes with an asterisk because Byron Jones, I mean, we'll get to it. In 2010, they drafted a quasi Owusu Ansa from IUP. Shout out to IUP. Tons of my fam and friends went to IUP, PA native here, so... I was rooting hard for a quasi Wusuansa. I was in school when he got drafted, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I hope he tears it up for Dallas. Didn't work out. A couple years later, they draft Matt Johnson, a.k.a. the Unicorn, in the fourth round from Eastern Washington. They call him the Unicorn because he just never was seen on the field. Didn't work out. The following year, they drafted J.J. Wilcox in the third round. A converted running back to safety. I'd argue this one worked out. He was a rot he started, but he was more of a rotational guy, hard hitter. I actually enjoyed seeing him hit sometimes, but you want to talk about bad angles. Ooh, baby. He took some bad angles. He took some really bad angles. Uh, but he was he was never going to be your long-term solution. I think he played out his contract and went on to different different spots. So I would say this kind of worked out, uh, but but not in that long-term variety. And then in 2015, and this is where the asterisk comes to, they drafted Byron Jones in the first round. But Byron Jones was a cornerback the last few years at UConn. It was a safety first, then a cornerback. Cowboys moving back to safety and then back to cornerback. They almost ruined Byron Jones' career. So this is, this is why I'm so excited. This is why I say things like the Cowboys need to participate in the, in, in the free agency to get a safety or the trade department or bring back J. Ron Curse because they, for whatever reason, it's within their DNA to not prioritize the position higher than the fourth round, higher than the third round. They've and then really again we could get rid of Byron Jones because he was a corner and played his best at corner and he was utilized wrong when he first got here. When you only draft one guy in the third round or higher since 2002, I don't think that's a McClay thing. I think that is a front office thing, similar to the defensive tackle position, right? One tech, 
similar to them spending in free agency. It's something that is ingrained in their DNA. So that's why I'm happy as all hell. And I started to show off like this. <laughs> oh, if you missed the way we came in on this show, we was hype. We had some fun with that one. But do y'all remember these guys? Akwazi Wusuansa, Matt Johnson. And it's hard to remember Matt Johnson didn't do crap. Uh, same thing with Akwazi Wusu. I mean, he played, but yeah. JJ, we all remember JJ. And then, of course, Byron. Just um, not a great track record of safeties. Not a great track record. Now, where they have been hitting, if you want to use the term hitting, or where they have been consistent uh, since JJ is the sixth round. That's where they feel most comfortable taking a safety. Maybe it's because they're like, hey, we'll get lucky. Um, we'll get a special teams guy out of it or whatever. Uh, they drafted Kayvon Fraser, sixth round. They drafted Donovan Wilson, sixth round. And they drafted Israel Mukwamu, sixth round. Maybe they'll get another safety in the sixth round this year, but there's no way in hell they're taking. So all you Daxton Hill fans ain't happening. It's not happening. That Georgia safety, Professor O, what's the cat's name? Sign or somebody? They ran like a 4-3 or something like that. Likely going to go in the top two or three rounds. Ain't happening. Y'all want the Baylor kid? Ain't happening. It's just not happening. Got a super chat here. Super chat. Appreciate you, Sully. He says, every safety you name is later rounds in a small school. Shaking my head. If it's later rounds, at least go power five. Now, I will I will say this, uh, Sully. That was pre-Will McClay. Will McClay is not a fan of the small school guys, so you're right. At least go power five. And I was thinking that, too, when I was putting it together. I'm like, damn it. Georgia Southern, Eastern Washington, IUP. What, what is the fascination with those safeties? Not saying you can't get a, a guy out of a small school, but if I'm going to take a chance. I mean, I'm taking a chance on a guy from Power 5. Sign. Thank you. Scene. Okay, I couldn't. I can't never pronounce that. So, Scene. So, he's a guy I don't think is happening. Uh, Tom says, Scott, do you remember the plethora of undrafted free agents that they tried to fill the safety role? I remember guys like, was it Island Ball? I almost put a graphic together just to show you the safety issues we've had over the years. Who was the other cat? Island Ball. Um, I think he, he was back and forth between corner. Obviously, the Jeff Heaps of the world. Now, I think their last free agent hit at safety was Gerald Sensenball. I think Gerald signed like a four-year deal, maybe five-year deal after having a really good uh, career or, or year in Jacksonville. And I thought Sensenball was cool. I thought Sensenball, you know, he wasn't a bad signing. Thought he fulfilled his role. Hey, we talk about Xavier Woods. Yeah, that's another one. Ahmad Dixon. Uh, is that the cat from Oregon? Abram Elam. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, and who was the other guy we signed from uh, Pittsburgh? Didn't even make it out. Haha, Clinton Dix is another one who didn't make it out. Just, just, just too many. Just too many, and they treat that position like it doesn't matter. And I'd argue if you go look at uh, a lot of the teams that have competed in the Super Bowl, 
they had a guy. Now, the Rams lost their guy in uh, Taylor Rapp, but they went and got a dude off the street who was a perennial pro bowler in his career in Eric Weddle, and he got himself a Super Bowl ring. How about that? Tom wants me to do the graphic. Do you want me to de be depressed, man? I depressing myself, man. Ain't happening. But all right, guys, let me tell you guys about Worth the Poor before we head on out of here. Take the edge off of game day. Stop by Worth the Poor Spirits and Wine in the Colony of Texas. Worth the Poor is a family-owned and operated luxury liquor store with affordable prices. With a wide variety of spirit, wine, and beer samples available, making your drink choice easier than ever. And for that game day party that won't end, they even offer liquor deliveries to all of Denton County. If you live outside of Denton County and you want to schedule delivery, just call Worth the Poor, pass along your zip code, they'll schedule a delivery. Or download Worth the Poor app and schedule your delivery today. Visit worththepoor.com. Now, earlier I said I love this signing because financially it makes a lot of sense. But if you look at the contract-wise, it also keeps my man hungry. J. Ron Kerr said this on Twitter. Anything short of being the best safety in the league next year ain't going to cut it. Two years, $10 million is enough money for him to be comfortable, right? It's enough money for him to, it's more money than he's ever made in the NFL. But it's also one of those contracts where I joked about uh, on Friday where we had a caller that called in and said, look at the money they gave Dorrance Armstrong. You know, his ego is going to be lifted. I said, wait a minute, you want him to be a little bit hungry. And I think you can sense the hunger from J. Ron Curse. He's got something to prove. And I personally believe he is going to outplay his contract because of his versatility. Now, with that contract done, with J. Ron back, I talked about this on Twitter. I, I brought it up here uh, a few minutes ago with the, with the caller. These are the guys I would bring in. Let's see if I can get it up here. Well, on Twitter, and I said two veteran players I think would elevate this defense. And again, these aren't tricky names. This isn't some something that you guys don't know. But I'm starting to put everything together here now. Now you, you signed your defense and you got your safety back. That's maintaining, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to maintain our safety room. But y'all know my entire mantra this offseason has been to get better. How do the Cowboys get better now? I think... We could argue that they've at least maintained where, where they'll be. They get better by adding better players. And my goodness, Bobby Wagner and Calais Campbell. I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> Catboy's probably not going to be down with this type of thing. But again, my question becomes, do you want to get better? Do you want to win the Super Bowl or, or or play or compete for it? This is how you compete for it. This is why. Bobby Wagner is a Super Bowl champion. He's a, an all-time leader. He's an all-time great. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And he still has juice left. He allows Micah Parsons to... 
right? He allows Mike to continue to develop as a young player without putting a million things on his plate. And you still need the linebacker help. But the one position I continue to say is going unnoticed or ignored is defensive tackle. You don't have a dude there in regards to the one tech position. I am I do personally think that uh Oso Digizua will get better. Uh, we hope that Neville Gallimore, who started off hot when he came back from his injury but kind of flamed out a little bit, will get better. Um, I like that tandem at the three tech position. But I, I need a guy, right? I need a guy. Those those dudes are still proving themselves. I need a guy. And there's two guys. Calais Campbell is, is my favorite one. And then there's Akeem Hicks. Give me either one of those. We throwing a party. We throwing a party. I get it. Unrealistic. Whatever. I'm breathing life into that 1%. Damn it. <laughs> I'm breathing life into that 1%. We got Nacho on the horn. What's up, Nacho? I'm all jacked up. Good morning, Sky. Good morning. How you doing? I'm I'm jacked up as well, brother. Oh man, I felt your excitement this morning as soon as I turned it on. I I felt man, I I bet Sky's gonna be really, really, <laughs> really jumping excited, and I I felt your vibe. I felt your vibe and those positive energies. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I you know I, I think we've we've talked about it. We've we've alluded to it. At the end of the day, this was a very important key puzzle. Uh, to our football team, specifically our defense, and I, I'm just elated that uh, that you know that we signed Curse, and obviously you know it's a, a, a great, sounds like a good deal for the Cowboys and for himself. He, you know he's finally is making some money in the NFL, and good for him. Uh, really happy. Um, and now, you know, I think going forward, um, you know, now it's a matter of uh, you know you, you know the, the unique thing is that when it looked really, really bad that it was going downhill. Now it's starting to kind of get a little bit more in the middle, a little bit like, okay, we're replacing some of the, you know, some key starters, you know, and, 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 and we're kind of getting the, the pieces back together. Now there is still money. They do have availability to either do something this week, wait next week, or do what they normally do. Is after the draft. Sometimes that's how we get. Here, see, right? I don't think, I, I don't think after the draft or in three weeks or what have you, unless there's there's those top tier guys that are still not signed. But I don't think you're going to get difference makers then. Um, you're just continuing to add lower level guys to to either maintain or stay below maintaining. I told you, and I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm in the business of getting better. Show me, Cowboys, you are too, right? Like, I, I don't care about losing players. Like, end of the day, I wanted Mari Cooper back. I'm pissed off at the compensation. Now, now, now get better. End of the day, I wanted Randy Gregory back. It didn't happen. Cool, but get better, right? Like, I'm not tied to players. I'm tied to this organization. And I want them to get better. So when we lose players, I'm not going to whine and cry about it as long as they show the attempt to get better. That's all. I love that point. I love that point. Amen. Amen to that. I, you know, I've... I feel your sentiments and your passion as well. Uh, so at this point, you know, we're listening to to these rumors, right, or these potential candidates that, uh, you know, the the 
the the Pierre Pauls, the the Sedarius, um, obviously the Bobby Wagner still the pipe dream um, in in the horizon, uh, whether that's going to be or not be. Um, I am I I I I'm with you. I you know obviously I'm hearing good stuff. I'm hearing that McCarthy and Quinn are going to be going if they haven't or they will be going. I'm assuming to the Georgia. Georgia Pro Day. Oh, so that, that already like happened, that. brother. That happened last week. Right? Is that what happened? Okay, that yeah. was so I heard about that. So that's a that's a good sign. Uh you know, the last time when they went uh, uh you know, wherever they do go to whatever pro day, normally kind of it, it kind of gives us a potential indication that they might be looking, you know, at some of those players. So if that's the case, you know, that interior line D tackle and safety are the two key positions that we continue to not prioritize. So if we can do that through free agency, obviously and all the draft, let's get that let's get let's strengthen that interior line Indeed. into that line corp, right? And and, and and the idea right now that uh, uh curse you know is gonna be your starting strong safety and Malik Hooker as your as your high free safety, um, if, if that if that is the tandem going forward with 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 whoever else, I I mean I let me tell you, man, I'm I like I'm it. all in. I'm all I like in. it. I like it. Hey but, Nacho, I appreciate absolutely. the phone call, good brother. Keep it moving here, man. Absolutely. All right, thanks, man. Bye bye. Um, I'm in the chat here, and I'm gonna get the teeth moving in a second. This is this is something you do have to kind of realize right and, and and this is interesting take here but y'all know me like that fun uh where to go where to go where to go i think it was danny who said it danny savage something along the lines of this is the jedi mind trick that the jerry jones where'd he go i don't know where it went but he said this oh here it is see this is the jedi mind trick jerry was doing are we supposed to be happy signing our own guys well you got to take your wins where you can get them danny with this organization you got to take your wins where you can get them. I've said this plenty of times. I've come to the conclusion of how this 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 organization operates, right? It's frustrating. I think the other two parts of team building, they don't do well in or they don't do at all. Sucks, right? But if we can get a little win, right? If we can get J-Ron back, I'm going to take it at least for the day, Danny. At least for the day. Then we'll get back to being upset if, if, if the Cowboys don't do anything else to get better type thing. But I got to get I got to take this one. It's been a rough offseason. Ever since the Cowboys lost to the 49ers, you lose your one of your best receivers, one, some O-line depth, one of your defensive ends. You know, you bring back a hurt guy. It's, it's It hasn't been all all great. So uh, getting J-Ron back, I'm going to take this dub. You know, I am. I thought he was very important to, to bring back to this team. Um, now, again, as I've been saying all off season, build on it, build on it. T smooth. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, Scott? How you doing, fam? I'm, I'm better today. <laughs> all right. Uh, did I hear you mention, uh, Akeem Hicks from the, uh, bears is a free agent. Yes. Okay, that's somebody I would look for us to get because it looks like you said, it looks like we won't be drafting no interior one tech in the draft or like there's only what? like really two, two ones. 
There's a couple. Am I right on that? There, there, there's, there's, there's a handful of guys, but, but uh, maybe that's where they decide to go. But, but they ha- that hasn't been their mo. Maybe Dan Quinn switches that up though. Right, right. Because the D tackles we have currently on our roster are more three techs, and we'll we'll be forcing them to play one, and which is really not their strong point. But uh, I like how the team is so far on defense. Of course, there's a couple more pieces we can pick with the Wagner, and uh, JPP is somebody they might be looking to get after the draft because nobody's really looking at them. I you know what think. the JPP move would remind me of? Uh, maybe it'll work out. I'm, I'm, now I'm saying that because I know we're not gonna get we're not gonna get a Zadari Smith, you know. So that's somebody we'll be lined up to get for probably four five mil. But but what he, he so played, that's why but he played on like a thirteen million fourteen million dollar contract the last two years. We gotta understand, you know, how much does he want? Number one, number two, like I was saying, a JPP signing would remind me of the Everson Griffin signing, right? Older veteran. He done made. He done made all his money and he got two Super Bowls. So he just. What that got to do? I don't know. What, what I get what you're saying. <laughs> you, you right, fam. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying definitely. Look, look, look. Let me, let me, let me put you in the mind of JPP. Probably. Yeah, I got my Super Bowl. Yeah, I made some money. But if I'm going to come to an organization that ain't won jack shit in 30 years, at least pay me. One hundred. I mean. You're right, but uh, I like the move. I like the last few moves we made. Resigning Curse, and then in the draft, I want to just go ahead and get an O line in the first round. Here's how I want to do an O line, receiver, linebacker. What you think about that? Any order, I think I'd be okay with. Receiver, I might I might scoff at at round in round one, depending who it is. Uh, but because as we stand right now, and I know you're not supposed to just draft by need, uh, you need you need interior line help. You just do, and linebacker. Like I'm right. not, I'm not, right. That's I'm, why I'm not yeah. leaning on no damn Leighton Vanderesh. In fact, I'm hoping like hell they draft a linebacker early that can come in and beat him out. And your linebackers are uh, Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons, and that young guy. Right, 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 All right. That's all I had this morning. I'm going to continue to listen, man. Keep up. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the T-Smooth. Take it easy. 100. I feel you in the chat, Danny. I feel you. But but you've been hearing me, right? I am about getting better. Does bringing back the same guys make you better? No. But there are certain players you do need to bring back on the way to getting better. J-Ron's one. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don Terry Poe. So Michael H. believes Don Terry Poe is equivalent to a JPP signing. Chris probably believes Robert Quinn. Yeah, that's the thing. JPP would be interesting. You know, rotator cuff surgery, 33, 34 years old. He really don't like Dallas either. That's interesting. Now, granted, you know, money's money talks. But I remember the times when he was in New York and he talked mad shit on Dallas. Like he hates Dallas, but he's not in New York no more. He's older. He's probably like man that petty stuff is behind me right quay walker yeah i mean there's 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 the first three rounds there is a there are so many linebackers i would love to have on this team i am not i'm not i'm not hype about getting lve back that that's a body at this point to me i mean he's a body when I mean, you don't have him so i guess but i'm looking to get better at that spot and 
one of these young guys, Chad Muma. I hate to have guys I like in the draft because I get attached. He's one I'm attached to. Uh, I like Quay Walker. Obviously, the the Nicobe Deans and, and whatnot. But Troy Anderson would be fun. I get Troy in that third round. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Five to what? What you got for us? Five to what? What you got for us, man? You live? You over there building something? Is this Mark Holmes? <laughs> All right, five to what? I just we'll just let you go to here, buddy. <laughs> five to what was over there building something? Uh, yes, yeah, y'all say y'all would take Troy Anderson. I would too. Fits the Dan Quinn mold. Uh, do I see us trading up? We have like 25th rounders. But I think a fifth rounder in a trade-up would be what a f- in the fourth round, right? Do we have some compensatory fourth round picks? Lower fourth round picks? Use those fifths to, to move up? If you're trading up in the second or even the third, you're probably going to be using some fourth rounders, some third rounders to move up. Maybe future picks. Hell, I mean, you got players you could trade, right? Like, it's a lot of y'all believe the, the cornerback room's too crowded. Let's get rid of an Anthony Brown. All right, then package that, man. Boom, move up. I, I don't see us moving up in a second because they done, they've done that, what, y'all, once in the last decade or so? 2014 to get, was it 14? 15. 2015 to get Demarcus Lawrence. So, and last year they had the opportunity to move up to get their safety, quote unquote. They, you know, we heard that they were interested in Trayvon Morig, and they only had to move up but so many spots, and they decided to just sit there. Hindsight, as we speak right now, probably should have went up and got him, um, or just took Samuel Jr. I like you, boss man. I just, I just need to see something this year, brother. Just need to see something. Yeah, I don't know what, what five to what was doing, man. <laughs> Let's see what he doing. Five to zero. Five to zero. You still there? Ad. He's still building. Right. Bob the builder. All right. Oh wait, wait a minute. I I can hear you now, man. What's up? What's up, man? First time caller, man. But I'm always listening to the show. Thank you, man. Welcome to the show. Are you building something in the background? Yeah, I'm driving to work, man. I work on the, ah, uh, the base down you. here, the military base. Got you, got you, got you. Be safe out there. How's it going, though? Oh, man, it's going good. It's going good. Hey, I'm happy they signed J-Ron Curse, though. I'm happy. J- so what do you think about all the moves right now? So you got J-Ron coming. Well, not all of them. The bigger ones. J-Ron coming back. Uh, James Washington, the signing, and then Dante Fowler. Oh, man. You know, I'm not really sure about the Dante Fowler signing, man. Uh, like, I, how I look at it is that the NFC, like, as a whole, I feel like they've gotten weaker. It feels so that I way, feel that, Huh? I said it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and I feel like the Cowboys should kind of jump on that jump on that if they're looking at the nfc as a whole like the nfc east man i I think that we can win the nfc east so it shouldn't just be about winning the nfc east i think that we should look at these other teams and say okay what do we need to do to 
maybe build up our defense. I mean, our offense, our offense is going to be what it is. But I think if we we made our defense stronger, I mean, the offensive pieces will fall in place. So that's the other thing, right? Like I'm celebrating the J. Ron curse signing because I'm a big J. Ron curse fan, and I think his importance is is massive on this defense. But I do think offensively, it, it, we can't forget we did get worse, right? Like we still have yeah. we still have some catching up to do offensively. Um, you got obviously you got rid of your wide receiver. Your wide receiver room is not as good. You signed a hurt guy who's likely not going to be ready. So you could be looking at a James Washington or drafted guy being your opposite starter. It, you got rid of your some O line depth in Lyle Collins. So technically they're worse offensively, which is why I'm I'm gung ho on loading up this defense. Right? Go get me these difference makers so that you're not putting all this pressure on your offense. Now, with that said, you still got, you know, the Dax, the CDs when Lamb comes back. Uh, Schultz is here, uh, Zeke TP. You still have enough to be a productive offense, but it's just fact. The facts of the matter are you got worse there. So if I'm going to get worse offensively, then damn it, let me get better defensively. Definitely, man. I feel like we need to load up on the defense. I mean, I wasn't – I was a little upset that we let go of Amari because he, he's productive. But, at some, I mean, you have those dog receivers sometimes that – you know, just make impact plays. And I, I feel like Amari, sometimes he was just too quiet. I mean, I feel like he's a good receiver, but he was just too quiet sometimes where I needed him to step into those roles and just be like, hey, I'm, I'm the dog out here. Ain't nobody going to stop me. And, I mean, maybe that falls on Dak because, I mean, Amari can't throw the ball to himself. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he should be in Dak's ear like, hey, look, I'm that dude. Get me the ball. But I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't that guy that's gonna step up and be like, "Hey, you know, Dak, yeah. go get me the ball." I mean, he—he he did that before, right? Like, if we all forget when he came over, uh, the, the infamous play, which I'm sure this happened more often than not, but the infamous play against the Eagles, right? They—they they called another one of those stupid comeback routes, uh, and I think it was Amari who said, "No, we're not. Don't run this." They're doing this, they're doing that. Just send me on a nine route and throw it to me. And it happened, and he scored like a 60-something yard touchdown. So, uh, you know, he's done it. But, but again, that's not his demeanor. He's a silent assassin is what I call Amari. I personally don't care if he's a rah-rah, Des Bryant, T.O., Michael Irvin type, right? I don't care about that. Is Cooper Cup a, a Des Bryant, rah-rah type? Is uh, Justin Jefferson? Is uh, Devontae Adams? No. The, the, you know, Marvin Harrison's. I can go on and on. Right. But what happens with those guys is they have schemes and they have coordinators and quarterbacks that feature them. So I'm not really right. I don't really right. care about him not being rah rah. Uh, and, and if we look at in Dallas, we don't know what the hell we want. All right. They, they get upset. Amari's too quiet. Get upset. Dez and, and T.O. are too loud. <laughs> so we don't know what we want over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you letting me get up in there, though. Yeah. Up no in problem. The, in the chat, man. Yeah. No problem. Appreciate you calling in, man. Feel free to call in more often. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too. Randy Moss was silent, says Fran. That's interesting. Randy Moss, I mean, from what I remember, I don't know how old you are, Fran, and I'm not trying to say that I'm some old guy, but I don't recall Randy Moss being quiet. I'll say that. (laughs) <laughs> or silent. 
Rick, what you, what you got for us, Rick? It's been a minute. How you feeling, man? Oh, what's going on? What's I'm going good. on, Scott? What's oh. going on? Uh, Cowboy Nation and all that, man. Yeah, I ain't been on in a minute. Yo, man, I got to check, old boy, man. Don't, don't talk about Amari like that, dog. <laughs> Amari's good. Amari's good to us, man. Watch your mouth, player. Watch your mouth. Don't come up in here with that, man. Kelly Moore, the same. Kelly Moore, the same dude as us. Uh, Scott Linehan was, man. How you gonna have a problem with your number one receiver, bro? You, you sound crazy, brother. Come on, man. Don't come up in here with that. You you feed your number one receiver, man. It's and a- you spent the first round draft pick. Everybody forgetting this dude came in to change our yeah. what three and five season around. It just it sounds like to me, Rick. It sounds like to me, Rick. What people the the gripe they have with Amari Cooper is his demeanor, and what I think that is, is the collective you know losing for the last twenty six years, not having real success. As Cowboy fans, we've become conditioned to blame somebody. Like it just mm-hmm. is. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Cowboys mm-hmm. were successful, if the Cowboys had some inkling of success over the last five years, I'm not even going to say twenty six years. Five years, right? Deep playoff runs. Get to the Super Bowl. Hell, win one. I, I don't think anyone is tripping about what happened last year. But because we, we didn't have that success, we lost the way we lost, which, by the way, Amari Cooper was good in that game, but I digress. We got to find somebody to blame because we're conditioned. And Amari Cooper's the next guy up. That's all. And my thing is like this. The same dude that the big – the. Stephen Jones, Baby Ness Jones, um, a cat boy, whatever y'all want to call this dude, wasn't he the first? Wasn't he the main one pumping his chest out oh, the year yes. uh, after after the uh, the year after he grabbed uh, uh, traded for Amari? Yeah, like oh yeah, we got we got our first round draft pick. He's this, the same dude, wasn't he? This is what he said. This is what then, he said. Then, he said, mm, well, "What you gonna be doing, Stephen Jones? You know, during the first round, since you guys don't have a first round pick." I'm going to be watching Amari Cooper highlights because that's our first rounder. Yeah, look at me. Mm-hmm. Sir. Mm-hmm. And he really mm-hmm. rode that. He rode that trade for the for four straight years. Like, see, I did this. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Stephen full of it, man. Stephen full of it. I think uh, not to be disrespectful to uh, Jerry Jones, the man getting, he getting older. Uh, he might be getting a little, uh, just a little bit senile about things, you know what I'm saying? You can see it coming on a little bit, but I'm not going to disrespect the man, you know, because he's still a tycoon. But uh, my my thing is like this. Steven needs to understand what he out here doing. He's a bad, he might be good at the numbers, but as far as negotiating with these players and uh, being the good dude to uh, to these players, like just because you know, uh, uh, just because you don't know how to negotiate that good, don't mean you, you got to be uh, uh, treat these players like they ain't nothing. You trying to treat these players like they inmates for real, like they like they all the way beneath you, bro. Come on, man, quit un- quit lowballing these dudes like that because you're making our team and our franchise look bad to these players in the in the league, and people gonna be. I know they talking about you, and um. You leaving a bad taste in people's mouth that might want to come to this team, and that's a bad thing because they looking at it down the line like Jerry ain't gonna be here forever. We are gonna have to come up here and deal with Steven. You know what I'm saying? That, and that he gotta understand. Part. You don't want. 
that last part is important, right? Um, we don't really know the full extent of how he operates, how it affects the, the outside free agents. We don't know because a lot of the guys we get are guys that just aren't going to garner a ton of attention in free agency. So he's not really competing against a, b- a bunch of other teams. He's a small contracts, right? So we don't really know if a Bobby Wagner even wants to come here. Does he want to get, quote, unquote, disrespected? Because that's what uh, Demarcus Lawrence said. He said it was disrespectful what he offered me. And he said, just please release me. And Steven said, all right, cool. Uh, let me go wrap the, you know, daddy. And daddy said, get this done. Mm-hmm. So how often does that mm-hmm. happen? And that's what I'm saying. Because it, it, it's just all keep it real, man. We can see that, see, Stephen Jones got a pattern. You know what I'm saying? He don't want nobody. It, it's funny that they got that clause in the uh, part of the clause saying that they can't say bad stuff about the team in the media. It's like, I can't be frustrated with the team. And say something? Come on, man. Wait, man. Wait, 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 wait. You said there's a clause in their contract that says that? Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I could have swore I heard when um, somebody was reading it off saying Bro, that, that that's some it's a certain type shit. of clause that they can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That they can't say something. I, I'm not going to like say something bad towards the team. I ain't never. And heard I'm that. like, I always wondered. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Somebody was reading it off. Same thing that I guess. Uh, that was a part of what uh, uh, that was attached to, like uh, with, uh, Randy Gregg. Randy Gregg. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. Of the clause. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying. I always wondered why they got mad. Like Stephen Jones got mad with people. I'm saying it like this. I always wonder why Stephen Jones got mad at people for like being too rah rah or seeing if somebody. I've never seen anybody like really say anything bad to where it's like, you know what I mean, uh management wasn't doing their job and people always talking bad when they leave in Dallas about, oh yeah, they uh, the people upstairs controlling who get the ball. Like that's kinda it kinda goes hand in hand a little bit because the reason I'm saying this is because why is Dad saying that when he left? Uh they controlling what's going on. Why is uh Beasley saying that? Uh, you know what I mean? So let's, like, let's let's be you real. Know what I mean? You're speculating. You're not saying that this is a this is a thing. You're you you're speculating that there's a clause in a contract that doesn't allow you to speak out, right? Because what you're saying is, yeah. is very serious, and, and and I don't believe that to be true. Uh, I think what it is is just natural human instincts, right? Like if I work for a company. And I know if I if I mm-hmm. come out and speak out against said person, maybe speaking of football, I won't get the ball, right? Or they'll be upset with me. I just think it's natural stuff. I don't think if you're under contract in the middle of a season, you're going to come out and say, man, Stephen Jones sucks. Like, you're not going to do that, right? Now, if I leave the company, I don't have to hold back. I can say what I got to say because I don't have to deal with any consequences. Um, so... I just wanted to get well, that I feel out. Like a, I feel like Omari. I feel like Omari. Uh, Omari dealt with the consequences by coming out because he was saying little things like, "Yeah, they, yeah, if I got the ball more, I'll be uh, tops in the NFL." That's kind of coming uh, going against what they talking about too because so they were a little ticked off with the dude. What was the consequences in what season I'm, though for for him saying that? It, it, nothing happened in season. He was going against the grain. I think he was going against the grain of what they wanted to go on because. Kellen Morton, like, he I know, wasn't really feeling That wasn't Kellen my Morton. question. My question was, what was his consequences for saying that in season? Him not getting the ball. But he got it. I, that's what I believe. 
I don't. Wasn't he his? Wasn't his targets low this year? Uh, all right. Uh, I think we're and going, then they were we're saying going that. way too. So, so I'm trying to stay on the timeline. When Amari Cooper asked for the ball, okay. the next game he got like seven targets in the first quarter, <laughs> and then in the playoffs he, he got ten targets. Now mm-hmm. he should have got targeted more. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, mm-hmm. when it mattered, he did get double-digit targets in the playoffs and scored the only real passing touchdown uh, of the game. So I don't think there was an in-season consequence, and I think the contract was built for him to get out. But I get it. The conspiracy, that that whole thing of, you know, he spoke out, that's why he's gone, I don't believe that to be. Okay. Well, my, my, only, problem with, my only problem with the Cowboys is, like, why are we leaving bad taste in people's mouths people that want to come here and the people that leave here and the Joneses are not okay. Like, like Steven is on this. Now that's a co- totally different uh, like, conversation. The the way yeah, the front that's, office. That's what I'm really saying. Yeah. Yeah. The front. The, Cause, our old, Cause our old time players was really, they not, I never heard a lot of them disgruntled with the, 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 the uppers. You know what I'm saying? Like with Jerry, I never heard like, you know, like Emin and all them like, Man, forget Jerry or man. Now look at your owners. Look at what they're doing. I've never really heard that from players that left this team and went somewhere else, talking real bad about us. You know what I mean? I'm, so there's got to be something there. And the only reason I'm saying that is because there's too many people saying the same damn thing about the Cowboys once they leave here or they do a negotiation, uh, janky negotiations with them. Yeah. You know what I mean with Stephen and Jerry got to close it because Stephen don't piss these grown men off. I mean, it's clear. You know what I mean? It's, it's clear like, as day. There's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a problem in the front office. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying, Scott. Because my man jumping up here is talking about Omari Cooper. Watch Omari Cooper with Deshaun. I put some money on it. We gonna see that. We gonna be like, damn. Oh, he gonna eat. Be doing that in Dallas. Because <laughs> I'll put some money to Deshaun. Him and Deshaun gonna be eating because they both got something to prove. He gonna eat. Watch it. I tell you. But that's all I got to say, Scott. Man, yeah, man. Happy to be back with uh, back with y'all this morning. Shout out Cowboy Nation. Uh, you know, I you know I look at I look at things from my angle, not everybody else's angle. That's just the way I rock. But thanks, thanks, Sky, for your knowledge. All right, peace, man. Appreciate you, brother. That's what we're here for, man. All right, let's get to. Let me lock these up here. Going to roll out with nine eight nine. Yeah, I you know I try to stay away from the conspiracy things and, and just follow the tea leaves. It's not a shock that that Coop was gone uh, because it was built into that contract for him to be gone. Um, could him having said? I don't even think he said anything crazy. That's what's wild to me. He just came out and said, "I love to be part of it. I love I love to be more involved in third down in the red zone." That's that's not anything wild to me. So if your feelings is hurt because of that, I mean, it's just really soft. Now, could I have played a part into the thinking? Sure, I guess. I guess. Either way, I think it was, uh, I'll use the word mistake. I think they should have kept Cooper. But if you're going to move on from Cooper, get something better than a fifth round pick. That's my whole gripe on this thing. But I definitely think he's going to ball out in Cleveland. Granted, he stays healthy, right? Granted, he stays healthy. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Uh, 989, what you got for us? What's going on, bro? It's Jose from Saginaw, Michigan, man. Big Jose. Time, life, What's up, man? Yeah, man. Uh, 
I feel on that trade, man. I was so annoyed, man, with the Cooper trade. Like, I thought we could at least got a third or even got some with Jacksonville in a second. But it is what it is now. Um, man, I wish I'd hear more love for Chris Olave, man. That's my kind of, like, pet cat in the first round. I think he can come in and bring speed. That's what we lack in his offense is speed. So, Jose, that's my, that's, that's my number one option at 24 I, that I think realistically could be there. Uh, we did a show a couple weeks ago. With uh, Foots the King, I did my top five players in the first round. Number five was Chris Olave. Uh, so, and this was, yeah. I think, before Coop got traded. We were kind of speculating. Um, so, yeah, I think Chris Olave would be a fantastic get because I think he can slide inside. When Michael Gallup comes back, it'll allow you to keep Lamb outside. Yeah, he, I think he's a day one starter. He might even run Gallup's spot, I feel, just because he's, he's such a good route runner. You can just see his, his game knowledge out there. He, he reads defense. He's ready to play right away. That's why I like because. We lack some route running. I, I like CD, man. I don't know if he's worried yet, and I worried about, you know, our, our offensive coordinators, man. They can't skip nobody. <laughs> yeah. The, I think if you get him, I, I think your offense can still be not what it was last year, but but good enough. I, I still believe you're, you're, you're downgrading from the wide receiver position moving on from Cooper. I don't know if Chris Olave oh, is coming in to be uh, a Cooper right away. I agree. For some, I was all on Coop. I was surprised to let him go, and I'm like, I, then I see him go to uh, going to Cleveland. Now he's adjusting his contract. He did the same thing, but you know it is with the Joneses, man. They just have they some weird ways about it. Yeah, I know it was stupid. They I didn't valued, understand it. They, like they valued the cap more than they valued the player. I think we talked about this before. They even valued the cap more than they valued the compensation. Yeah, it was it was stupid. I didn't. Have, I couldn't believe I was hearing like getting rid of a 27 year old guy in his prime. It made no sense. Who 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 wasn't a problem? Didn't he didn't cause any riffraff in the locker room? He, he wasn't you know rah rah going crazy. Fix this shit, Rich. He, none of that. Just, just no, I remember the days when I was in high school. We had Keyshawn Johnson and, and Terry Glenn. We had no kind of like you know we had some old guys. Now we got these young studs and we're just getting rid of them. You know, just yeah, yeah. It, 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 the offense will take a small step back in that regard, but you hope that the continued development of Dak. You hope that the continued development. Of um, uh, uh, Kellen Moore, you hope that from what I heard or read or whatever, uh, Mike McCarthy is more involved. He said, I think, quote, more involved than ever in the draft. So maybe we see a heavy offense and I think he's going to be more involved in the offense. So you just hope that natural progression um, can mitigate what you lose from Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a team effort. You know, like I said, I, I, my dream scenario is going to Lave and then going guard in the second round. One of the guys from Kentucky, one of the big body. We need some strength in the O-line. Darian Kennard. Yeah, I think he can step right in, brings power, that we can run the Zeke and big power, you know, use them both. That Kennard yeah, kid is a, is a mountain. He's huge. Yeah, he's like Larry Allen type. You know, he can step right into day one starter. You know, we can get like three starters in the first three rounds. That's all it's about to me. Then the other rest is just you can say ice on the cake. You you might need to, uh, b- yeah. because we're we're not signing guys in, in the free agency to be here longer than a year, maybe two, right? So you need to get you some cheap yeah. labor that can start. And, and and we understand it. Low key, it is a flawed system that the Cowboys are working with, but it is what it is. So now you got to find some some starters. I think you got to find a starting linebacker, right? At least I hope so. I think oh, yeah, we'll find yeah. a starting defensive tackle uh, and a starting oh, yeah. offensive guard. You, you got to find yeah, one. I, yeah, because last year you've seen it. All 40 out of this is blitz that left side, and Dak had no time. Like, with the combination of Connor Williams and and Beatish, it was terrible. They just did it all day, and they could get nothing going on. It was embarrassing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, man, it, it puts a ton of pressure on you to to be perfect, really, in the draft almost. Um, and, and I said this yesterday. Those guys need time to develop. So that's why I'm heavy on getting players here in free agency to help you uh, fill in those gaps of the development, right? Like Osa. If Osa doesn't oh, come yeah. in year two and he's, he's not this pro bowler, you can't be upset. He's a third-round pick, a little bit undersized, trying to figure out his way. And maybe in year three or four he yeah. becomes that guy. But you decided to lean on that, and you got kind of just okay play when you could have just signed a guy to oh, yeah. come in here and give you immediate mm-hmm. impact. So, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's a, it's a game like, of Russian roulette, I think. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. We never keep any continuity. Guys are leaving. I'm kind of – at least we got our safety room, right? We, you know, we're keeping Hooker. We're keeping Kirk yes. back. yeah. So that was huge, you know, losing – you know, so – We'll see what they do at DM, like we're talking about, man. Like, I know you watch the draft show with Jeff Kavanaugh and all of them. They talk about Carl Aftis and all that. They, I mean, he ain't going to be there, so. <laughs> it's a lot of DEs. I, I actually am going to knock defensive end knee down just slightly, only because they signed Dante mm-hmm. Fowler. But it doesn't get knocked out because that's just a one-year gap filler, right? Yeah. It's a bridge player. So yeah, you right. technically still need a guy. Um, and then they also signed Dorrance, and they also have Ghost and so mm-hmm. I think they might look at defense and like, all right, we cool. We don't need to. We don't need to take that in round one, especially at twenty four. But if if they oh, get yeah, a value yeah. pick at twenty four at defense and it'd be hard to pass up on. But um, yeah, like one of those guys falls, you got to do it. Best yeah. player available, you know. They got to. Yeah. Mhm. Hundred percent. All right, man. Is that all you got for us today? Yeah, right, Scott. Man, I will check y'all, man. I always appreciate you, show, man. Do good things, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good calls today. Good calls today. Uh, good good conversation in the chat as well. Make sure y'all hit that like button. If you're in here, make sure y'all subscribe. If you haven't, share this thing. We are starting to kind of get back. Why did that happen? <laughs> get back into the swing of things here now. Get some action going. What y'all talking about here in this chat? Are you guys still talking about Coop? I understand, you know... We're still feeling the after effects of it. So I'll let y'all go ahead and rock with that coop stuff. Stephen White says, we're working with a two to three year window. Coaches and Dak are all tied together, make or break. I think two, three year window with who? Now with Mike. Mike's working with a one year window. And he might have to be looking over his shoulder because we keep screaming uh, Sean Payton. What if it's Dan Quinn, y'all? What if it's Dan Quinn that is the coach in waiting? We already heard Jerry Jones say Dan Quinn is worthy, right? He 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 came out and said the coaches would love to coach the Dallas Cowboys, which was silly to say. And if Quinn continues to get more and more say defensively, maybe that shows that his power means more than Mike McCarthy. So just keep an eye on that. Keep, keep an eye on how the rest of this offseason goes. Keep an eye on the draft, right? Um, and obviously keep an eye on what Jerry Jones has to say about it. Don't you do that to me, Tom, talking about or Kellen Moore. No, sir. No, sir. You will not have Kellen Moore as the head coach of this team. I will talk that into existence, meaning not having him as a head coach. He ain't ready. Pizza boy not ready. Hey, CT Maddenhead, then we talked on Friday. Didn't you say you had a Madden 
tournament. How did you do, man? Let us know. Michael H says, let's not forget Parsons at defensive end. I got a feel that at some point in Parsons' career, he will be a full-time defensive end. But I'm not ready for that right now, Mike. Like, I want to keep him kind of in that dual role. But he's also part of the rotation, which kind of goes with my thought process of, hey, they might just be done at defensive end in free agency. Do I have to? I don't have the graphic. But you got D-Law, you got Golston, Armstrong, um, Dante Fowler, and then you, you can bring down Micah Parsons in pass rush situations. So they might be done in free agency. Where you at? Where you at, CT Madhead? I want to know how you did. Uh, Tom said, Scott, you must admit, this is eerily similar to how the Jason Garrett era started. In regards to Kellen Moore, absolutely. Uh, we talked about that at the very end of the offseason, maybe even during the season, where you know they hired the offensive coordinator before the head coach, Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, right? Um, he kept Kellen Moore in-house like he kept Jason Garrett in-house. It's very, the, the trajectory is almost the same. Right. And then you got a coach who on the hot seat. Think about it. Let's just be real here. Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat and coach cupcake. And I hate to do that. That's messed up. But Wade Phillips was on the hot seat in 2010. Got here in 2007. Great year. 08 missed the playoffs. 09 won a playoff game for the first time. Expectations were great in 2010 because they won a playoff game for the first time in forever. And then he starts off what one and seven, something like that. One in five or whatever. Well, it was bad. And I think it was one in seven. And then he gets fired. And they elevate the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, who is Jason or Jason Jerry Jones's, I call him stepson. So yeah, it feels very similar. But I gotta go back and look at the staff. I don't know if there was a Dan Quinn on staff. Y'all can help me out. I don't know if it was a Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's resume. Dan Quinn's ability to galvanize his guys. I mean, let's just be real, y'all. It's it thwarts Kellen Moore. It's not even close. So I think Dan Quinn would be the it should be. I'll say that should be the guy. Should be the guy. All right, good stuff today, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate y'all for being here. Uh below says if Kellen becomes head coach, I'll lose it. If Kellen becomes head coach, I'm walking into the star. And I'm stuttering everybody. I'm stuttering everybody. If Kellen Moore becomes. No, no, no. I'm a ride down in my milk truck or whatever beer truck. That was the milk truck was Kurt, Kurt Angle, if y'all know wrestling. The beer truck. And I'm spraying everybody down there. Be damned. Rob Ryan knew Rob Ryan wasn't even close to Dan Quinn. Rob Ryan wasn't even the head coach. Never was a head coach. Dan Quinn was a head coach. Dan Quinn went to the Super Bowl. Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl. He participated in three. So I don't think there was a, a Dan Quinn on staff. Anyway, let me get out of here. Go look on the wire, see what's going on around the league. I'll be back tomorrow uh, about 8.15-ish Central, right? And then later today or tonight, uh, Mauricio Rodriguez will be on for A to Z Sports Prime Time. Stevie going to get the security. Press this button. Get out of here. But that's it, y'all. Hey, J-Ron Curse is back. It is a good day. It is okay, Cowboys Nation, to feel good today. All right?
I, I, I know it's not putting us over the top, but you got to start somewhere. got to start somewhere. Love y'all. Y'all have a good one today. Take care. Tomorrow's hump day. We'll be back and we'll have another good show. Y'all the best. We out of here. Peace.